0: Welcome to the How to Sell More Cars in 2022 mid-year review. This is a town hall meeting, which means everyone has to chime in. I'm I'm just your host, Terry Lancaster. I'm the author, for those of you who don't know me, I'm the author of the book, How to Sell More Cars. See, got my face there. You can't miss it. Uh, I've been helping dealers uh, sell more cars for Well, I was just telling uh, Liz for about 40 some odd years since I was in college and started writing uh, radio commercials. My first automotive radio commercial was for a Pontiac Fiero, America's premier mid-engine sports car. So that's uh, that hasn't been around in a while. haven't even made any Pontiacs in a while. So I've I've been doing this a while. And um, what I wanted to talk about today was where we are was where, where we are now, uh, halfway through 2022. It just seems crazy that it's halfway through 2022. And I'm going to start this uh, by trying to figure out, how, by, by talking about how we got here, and then we're going to talk about how uh, where we are and what kind of adjustments we made. And I'm, I'm going to start this. Uh, I've never done this before. I'm going to start with an Albert Einstein quote. said, uh, Albert Einstein, he wrote, people like us who believe in physics know that the sti- distinction between past, present, and future is only a stubbornly persistent illusion. Now, um, I, I kind of I've intellectually understood what he was talking about for years and years and years. But I told my daughter these last two years that uh, that that really sits home to me because time over the last two years doesn't seem like doesn't seem like it's working the way it used to. The two, the last two years has been all over the map, starting March 13th of 2020, 2020, uh, 2020, when. Um, when everything went to hell in a handbasket, and, and and America and Canada basically got shut down, a lot of car dealers got shut down, and you think that's the end of the world, but then boom! Out of the gate, uh, the government started flooding money into everywhere. Everyone had extra money. Everyone had time on their hand, and car sales just shot right back to where they were, as like the like the stores were closed for a week, and then immediately. They boomed, they boomed back, uh, boomed back up. And I was telling my brother-in-law at at Christmas that uh, this was uh, for the first time in forever. Everybody in America had a twelve hundred dollar down payment. So the car business was great Uh, for those of you who were open and could actually sell cars. The car business was great in 2020. I'm sorry. Say again on her couch like the devil. Did she yeah. send it to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if, if, if uh, you want, if everybody wants to put themselves on mute just to just say. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: she's like, what did she say? I'm like, who do these two think they are? And I, I responded, I said, two bitches that uh, know that Hello? They couch or they're about to buy that couch. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's going to be making like So couch. I don't know who
0: that is, but uh, you might want to put it's yourself it's on mute. Potentially. Well,
2: actually, I was counting in. Are you talking?
0: Yeah. There we go. So, <laughs> so in twenty twenty, the uh, the uh, in twenty twenty, the car business was going along smooth, even into twenty twenty one, and then the supply crisis kind of hit, and all of a sudden people didn't have cars to sell, uh, and uh, the and and then things so things started kind of tumbling about halfway through last year, and now we're halfway through this year, and the, and the sales numbers just came out. So the sales numbers across the board. Um or were down. You know, car sales in the United States uh, were down about 20% in the first half of the year, down 20 20% from the first half of 2021. where We were still riding that big high from uh from all the uh from all, all the government money that was popped in uh, and said that, that um so so sales are down. I think Ford was the only one really that, to pull out a number that was that was squeaking through. So I've been looking at the advertising and the marketing that I've been doing with dealers. And, and the biggest thing, the biggest change I've noticed uh, over the last few months coming into this is I think that everyone has finally decided that this is, is the normal. This is the way things are going to be. For a long time, a lot of dealers were kind, uh, a lot, and a lot of salespeople were trying to ride it out. We're, we're going to sit back and, and wait till the as soon, as soon as the cars start coming back in, we're, we're, we're going to be back to the races. And just just like in 2020, as soon as the cars start coming back in, boom, we're going to go back to where, where we were before. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. The money was easy. Um, but it's not coming back. We've we've been in this situation now for, for about a year. And I think the realization everyone has is that it's probably not going to go back to the way it was and maybe. Ever, but definitely probably for a for a long time. But you know, the back when the you know a new car dealer had six seven hundred cars on the lot, uh, and everybody could walk in and buy what they wanted, and they were blowing money advertising every which direction. The good old days, as, as I like to call them, those days are probably not coming back, and we're we're getting to where um, we're getting to the where the the people and the dealers and the salespeople and even the factories realize that I was having a conversation yesterday with a dealer that I, I was working on a radio spot for him. And uh, he, he said, hey, I need to come up with a spot on pre-ordering vehicles. He had, he had resisted doing that before, but he wanted a spot 100% on pre-ordering vehicles uh, because he, this was a Hyundai dealer uh, in Canada. And uh, he said Hyundai has told him, that they're probably not going to. They're, that if he wants to sell any new Hyundai's this year, for the rest of this year, it has to be done through a pre order. There's not going to be any inventory to sell from for at least the next six months, and that's that's pretty pervasive. I know I know dealers who are starting to build websites strictly now for the pre ordering side of things, and so and uh, and for for a long time, um, I, I, I know dealers who have built websites specifically. For the buying of car the buying we're, we're buying cars off the street people have been doing that for about a year now uh, so that's starting to settle in as the new normal and so i, the, I when I was looking at what's changing i was thinking of the um, of which areas that the, the advertising is and marketing is changing the most and that's in the there's a lot more emphasis on the service and fixed ops because the cars that are out there they're all wearing out. And if they can't get a new car, they definitely need to fix the car that they had. And so that's that's people are dealers are starting to spend a little more money, a little, a little more time, a little more attention into the service and fixed up into things. They're definitely spending more time on used cars because most car dealers are mostly in the used car business these days. That's that that used cars are outselling uh, because you can't get in any new cars. So the used cars values are, are through the roof. Uh, And the pre-ordering and and purchasing cards up, and hopefully at long last, there's going to be a little more attention to the retention side of things, to to, to building those relationships for the long term. So, I mean, like I said, I don't expect things to come back to the way things were. Pre twenty twenty, I think it's, it's going to be a long time before we see that again. But there, but there, there's going to be more cars coming in. There's starting to be more cars coming in now. I uh, I did work on an ad uh, on a direct mail piece last month for the first time in two years for an off site sale, where a dealer got all their inventory and took it to a third part to a location that was a mall. They were having this ad, put up the big tent. I mean, was, again, just like the good old days. Uh, of course, this was a dealer group, and they had ten stores to get the inventory to get there together. But they they got all their inventory together and had a big old giant offsite sale, just like the good old days. So I, I, my my contention is that uh, this is the way things are, and the biggest change now is that people are starting to accept this is the way things are, and they're moving forward as it is. So who uh, who 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 has something to contribute to that? Who um, who, who, who agrees with me, disagrees, or sees something else that is the biggest change that's going on? Clinton, buddy, welcome aboard. What uh, what's, what's going on down in Texas?
1: Well, same old, same old. Basically, just what you were talking about. Uh, that, that's all we're seeing. I mean, on the new car side of things, we've got like nine. <laughs> and we've got a Hyundai store and a GM store. And we've got like nine total um it's it's getting to be kind of a, a pressure cooker down here man and then by the way that's a joke for people that are in texas because it's hotter than- anyway um yeah. uh used car side we're yeah. dwind- we're dwindling an in inventory on used side um because of the fact that we're not getting any trades and things are getting kind of i don't know the path's getting difficult
0: yeah the, the path is getting difficult that's what it, it is, and is that's what it is 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 that people are starting, it to, accept people that are starting to accept <laughs> that? They can. Yeah, Baron. Uh, if if you got a microphone, pop pop in. Feel free to pop in. Well, I
3: uh, I definitely agree. I think the manufacturers have been waiting a long time for this scenario.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh so. that that that's it. The manufacturers, the third party things. They I don't I I don't want to be all suspicious and tinfoil hat that they created this, but they are definitely. Uh, and uh, Baron's over there talking about Ford. Ford is eating this up. Ford is all in on the buyer uh, process and they, 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 it's there. They, uh, they definitely like it. Right.
3: Absolutely. I think Ford is uh, probably leading the way or, or started leading the way um, they might not have created the situation, but they're certainly uh, sitting in the catbird seat, so to speak. And mm-hmm. as far as uh, new inventory goes and yeah, you've seen, I, you know, It wasn't long ago that I saw the first television commercial pop out where we're now talking about come in and special order your vehicle. Right. So it it is getting it is getting tough. Um, My my specialty of the last probably five years has been in the acquisition side, uh, trying to source inventory. And we started leaning into it three, four years ago and said uh, just prior to the covid situation let's buy as many as we can and that old idea of you know buying off the street is now you see the v auto guys and they're talking all about it uh but if everybody's doing the same thing how do we come up with something else yeah and so i think the next thing is probably to lean into uh, getting into your own customer base buying from your service drive um, we're, we're looking at all aspects of it.
0: Yeah. Car- I, I, I mean, that's it. I, I can't turn on the TV without seeing a Carvana commercial. And it's been like that for years. Uh, and now Carvana's, you know, they're, they're bleeding Monday and, uh, and, and the stocks, uh, stocks cratering, but somehow they still got money to buy every TV spot that's on the air. And, but they're not talking about selling cars anymore. They're a hundred percent because they're try- trying to buy cars. Yep. Baron, uh, Barron's in Kent Can- Barron, Kansas city. That's right. Barron Washington jr. In Kansas city says, uh, Ford can't keep up with all the orders that they got Ford is one of the ones, like I said, leading the way on, um, on, on the pre-order thing. They, they've, uh, get your Ford your way. I know they're doing, they're doing national ads for it. They're doing regional ad in, in a bunch of places to it. And they're, they're pushing all, all the, um, all, all the pre-orders, but they can't deliver the cars that they've got ordered. They, they can't get them to that. So, uh, how are you guys dealing with that?
2: Yeah. So basically you got to be pretty good at, uh, field phone calls right now. Um, just keeping the customer apprised of the situation. Uh, the good thing is that they are keeping up with them via email. So they get updates when we get updates, but it still sucks just because we're, we're, uh, a society that's used to having everything now, now, now. Yeah. And now it's a reversal of that, um, you know, not being able to get parts or um, wait, waiting on chips, you know, um, all the new, you know, the Mavericks, the the Broncos, all those things. Um, it's just, it's been kind of a cluster. Fortunately for us, we're not heavily uh, in the new car market. Um, We're mostly a pre-owned store, but we we do have to get our numbers and hit our numbers for Ford uh, being a franchise. So just navigating the waters and, you know, try to figure things out.
0: Yeah, well let, let me ask you this about Ford because I every uh, almost like Carvana and every time I turn on the TV I, I see an ad from Carvana talking about buying cars. Every time I read the news, the automotive industry news, I see something new from the Ford CEO, Jim Farley, uh, who's talking about who's talking about dealers and he's talking about EV, uh, you know, electric vehicles and he's talking about the pre-ordering process. I I can't make heads or tails of what he's actually trying to accomplish at at, at the store level. What are you guys thinking about all the stuff he's he's saying? Um, so,
2: my ownership is really forward thinking. Um, they they love the EV stuff. So when it was available to do a couple of years ago, they signed up, and you know you had to build a couple of the charging stations at the dealership, uh, get uh, EV certified. Um, they love the Maverick, you know, and, and everything uh, about. or or not the Maverick, but the the Mach-E and the Lightning, Mm -hmm. Um, the way that things are coming down the pike. And, you know, in the future, I I, I don't see that it will be, you know, people I think like it. Uh, When I got into Ford, you know, back in 2013, you know, hybrids were kind of like, you know, aliens. People, you know, were kind of iffy on them. I mean, people are used to going to the gas station, putting gas in their car and, you know, going on about their business. They're you know, not really into, um, charging, you know, most of them don't get very far on a full charge, first of all. Um, and then, you know, who, who knows, I mean, if, if this big push to go fully electric, um, you know, starts to gain momentum, I I think it's going to be hard just because, uh, you know, shoot, they have blackouts now, you know, on the grids and things and oh, yeah. all the people go to try to charge their, their vehicles. And I mean, I don't know. I, it's, yeah, it's kind of weird, um, you
0: know, personally, but, um, you know, my owner, um, he, he loves it. <laughs> so yeah, we, we, we got folks here from, from Texas and, uh, and California, and those are the blackout capitals of America. So I, <laughs> I, I, I understand that. And, but I, you know, I, I think you're right. The, um, uh, the, the Ford F one fifty the F one fifty Lightning uh, I've been telling everyone if that when when that comes out and pe- people see the performance and, and what this truck can do that 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 could be the tipping point that makes America you know really really reconsider electric vehicles because you know America loves a big old truck and they love an F one fifty biggest of all and uh, and that now if you get an le- electric truck that you don't got to put no gas in you can still tow your boat and your motor home and shoot guns off of it no nine yards. Uh, I, I think that's a selling point. The problem is, you got Jim Farley saying Ford dealers aren't going to be able to sell those cars. That you're going to have to have an entirely separate dealership. That you know that you know after you guys have invested money in it, uh, that they're they're going to split them up, and we're going to take all this goodwill that we've built for 100 years selling the F-150 through these dealerships, and now we're going to, now we're going to sell these cars direct to the consumer through Ford, and the dealers aren't going to get a cut. So uh, I I don't see that going over very well. No, <laughs> no, I don't. Kind of you like still that. rely
3: on the dealer for for <laughs> the service aspect, right? You yeah. know, the worst thing for the market is when a manufacturer gets into the selling side. You know, yeah, um,
0: yeah. yeah. Well, and, yeah. and and that that's that's my hope. Uh, my whole point. This has been my my conversation for for ten years that I've been saying that that uh, uh, I've been saying for for ten to twelve years that everything that's happening digitally and now everything that's happening with pre order is. I don't know if it's designed to cut the dealer out, but it's definitely making it possible to to cut the dealer out and cut cut the dealer's margins and make them really just there to deliver and service the vehicles. But the dealers are the one with the boots on the ground. The dealers and the salespeople are the one building the relationships in in the community. Um, so, uh, so the manufacturer is never going to have that. They're going to be sitting in Detroit, or uh, I'm, I'm in Nashville. Mitsubishi's based in Nashville, Nissan's based in Nashville. So they're all sitting. The Nissan headquarters is about three miles from my house, as a matter of fact. So they're all sitting there, plotting what's going on a- around the world, and they don't have any idea what's going on in Walla Walla, Washington, and, and how to sell cars in Walla Walla, Washington.
3: Well, and it's the it's the dealerships that maintain the customer relationships. Like you said, if if Ford wants to get into the marketing side and sell direct to the customer, I think they're gonna cut their own net. Yeah. They can't possibly like uh Baron says, You you know, we were selling Chevrolets and promised the car in two months, and then it was three months, and then it was six months, and then now it's seven or eight months, they've made four payments on a vehicle that for all intents and purposes, you still don't have an ETA on, you know, by the way, all the options that you ordered it with are now being, you know, they're on constriction. Yeah. It's yeah. I don't know what the end answer or the end result will be, but Chevrolet trying to start their own used car with car Bravo. Yeah. Come on now.
0: You build cars. We'll take care of selling them. Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, I think I think the the silver lining in, in all of this is exactly what you were just talking about, Aaron. That that when and, and and Baron saying, all right, so we're sending out all these emails, and the and, oh, the car is going to be here on Tuesday. Now it's going to be here three weeks from Tuesday. Now it's going to be here on the second Tuesday of, of the third month from now, and and all this going on. The silver lining is, and it never seems like this, but Liz, going back to what we were talking about, radio. Well, when I was selling radio, my favorite thing in the world favorite thing in the world was when we screwed up on a radio spot and got, got, the, got the name of the de- of something wrong or got a price wrong or got the address wrong and there's something wrong in the spot because as soon as it's wrong uh, the, the client starts calling and uh, if you've been in sales anytime at you all you know every problem is an opportunity. And and yeah. so if you've got if you've got if you've got to constantly be reaching out to people, you know, trying to massage this situation that their car is not here, that's more and more opportunity for for you to be there, building the relationships, making sure you're the making one, sure you're the one that's on their side, that's on their side. Terry, there, yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely agree,
3: absolutely agree
0: trying
1: to uh to follow the lead from from elon musk is what they're trying to do yeah um yeah. not realizing that the buying process with tesla i swear to god if they didn't have you know the quality vehicle yeah and if they didn't have all the new tech and all the good stuff and they were the first big major brand to really put out all of these available options for a fully ev car um not only one that's fully ev but they actually did better with their with their uh, uh you know, distance that you can travel on a full charge than the than most did. Um, outside of that, if you've ever been through their buying process or tried to explore their buying price, it's terrible. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely terrible.
0: terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. So he, here's the thing. So he, here's the thing. Here's here's the thing that uh, that, that, that uh, any kind of manufacturer trying to follow Tesla and the other one they all want to be is they all want to be Carvana. Just like I said, uh, you know, with, with, with their thing, Carvana, uh, you know, was selling – You know, millions of hundreds of thousands of cars every year with with zero salespeople. Um, The problem with following Tesla or following Carvana, either one, is that Tesla and Carvana were never companies designed to sell cars. Tesla and Carvana, 100 percent from the get go from day one, were, were stock plays. They were designed to sell stock. And they've been manipulating stock prices for every year that they've been doing that. That's why that's everything you watch. Everything Elon Musk does, it's strictly to boost the price. It's stri- It's strictly strictly for 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 Wall Street. How many cars he sells is almost irrelevant. It's got nothing to do with that. He's in the business of selling stock. That's how he got to be so rich. The uh, the people who started Carvana, um, they were with uh, with DriveTime or Driveway, whichever one it was before. They got arrested for securities fraud. Going way back, one of their founders was with the uh, the savings and loan deal uh, back in when, whenever that happened in the in the nineties when it was manipulating stock. So they, they, they those aren't auto dealerships; those aren't auto manufacturers. They are they're stock manipulators who are using vehicles for for the chance to manipulate their stock. So they're, that, they're definitely not the ones that you want to follow.
3: Well, you can only lose money no, for, so long, lose money you know, for those, so long. You know, those companies rely on uh, revenue to to jack their stock prices, but every year you look at what they're losing—fifty million dollars annually—that Carvana lost last year. How how sustainable a business plan is that?
0: Yeah, that it, it, it know, How back, long
3: do you think they'll be in the market?
0: Yeah, it goes. It goes back to like the dot com thing. The worst. The worst thing that could happen to Carvana. Is for them to become profitable because they, they they become profitable and people are going to measure their stock value by the same measure they use for everyone else. P.E., price, price earnings. And if they're, and if they're you know, they're now they're profitable. They can't go by smoke and mirrors anymore. <laughs> All right. 728. All right, 728. I, I, 728. I, I... Go ahead, Clinton.
1: Well, I, I was just going to say that 100% correct. I mean, and everybody that has done any research on Carvana, most of us in the car business have, we all know what their, what uh, you know, uh, founders are about. And so, like, it doesn't take a whole lot to put two and two together. And if these companies like Ford and Ford is making the biggest push to take dealers out of the whole equation, um, of anybody. But the thing about it is Ford and GM are such great competitors that GM will follow suit. Yeah, And and yeah. You, you've got all of that going on and they're trying to follow a pattern for somebody that they, uh, do, they do they research what's going on here? Because I mean, look at the, the, Carvana would be lost if they didn't find new investors all of a sudden. You know what I mean? Like it's just somewhere or another, they, sh- they schmooze another investor into losing a whole bunch of money and they, they 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 can show this new valuation, and then their their stock goes up, and then it comes down. It's just the biggest scam I've ever seen, and anybody that pays attention can
0: can tell that. Yeah, um, yeah. there's a word for it. Yeah. A, there's a word for it. It's a Ponzi scheme oh, yeah. So um, seven seven thirty. I try to keep these short to tell everybody we're going to get out of here as close to seven thirty as possible. The one thing we haven't really talked about is marketing on on the service end. So before I let you go, does anyone have anything? Uh, about what's going on in the service. I know Aaron mentioned trying to, to buy cars off the, uh, uh, off, off, out of the service lane. And, and Clinton and I have talked about this before about, about mining the database for, for cars, but uh, specifically about the marketing of the service department and, and uh, any renewed emphasis that's going on there, because that's one of the areas that I've seen the people are adjusting to most recently. That and anything else anyone wants to chime in before we go.
3: I think it's your greatest resource as an auto, as a car dealer right now is your service lane. your Your service department, whether you're trying to acquire vehicles or you're trying to build customer relationships, that is where you can lock the customer down to yourself as a person, whether or not they try and buy it online or they're trying to order whatever, they come to you to get them fixed. Yeah. You know, and I, I think there's a lot of fear in the market right now recession, recession, recession. People are trying to keep their cars longer. They will and always will need to buy a new vehicle at some point. So they come to you to get them fixed. And that's where you have your greatest strength.
0: Yeah. Well, the the, the old saw is the sales department sells the first car and the service department sells the next two or three. So you know that that that's that's long term. The, the the money is in the relationship. It always has been. And and that that again every problem, whether it's uh, whether it's their car not getting delivered or them you know or you know a flat tire, every problem is an opportunity for you to, you to build that relationship more. So um, go ahead if you haven't put your name or contact information over in the chat bar just so I can thank everyone tomorrow for, for showing up. If you've got anything else that you want to talk about before we go, hop in now, raise your hand. Otherwise, I'm gonna let you go 731. I appreciate every one of you showing up to tell me what's going on in your world. For the first half of uh, of twenty twenty two, and if there's any way I can help you make the second half any better, don't uh, don't bother me. Uh, don't Don't hesitate to uh, to reach out. <laughs> All right, Now everyone. Have a great night. Hey, we'll everyone. See you. Have a-